Welcome to the Happy to Be Me podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Stacy. Come on a journey with me to find out what it means to be happy to be you. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Happy to Be Me podcast. It's a new month and I'm talking about thoughts this month. It's the second part of the model created by Brooke Castillo and how I was trained as a life coach. Circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. Your circumstances are just neutral. Your thoughts are what create your feelings. Your feelings are what gives you the impetus for your actions and your actions create your results. That's the model in a nutshell. So the second line of the model is the thought line and the thought thoughts are the most powerful part of the model. They give you the ability to create results in your life that you couldn't barely dream of. Thoughts are the best part of the model. And it's really great to know that you have control, complete control over how you experience a circumstance just by noticing your thoughts. What is a thought? It's simply a sentence in your mind. It's just the way that you are experiencing something. I've told the airport story before, but it illustrates this very, very well. A friend and I were walking through the Atlanta airport coming back from a conference. And I was thinking about how much I love the airport. I love the Atlanta airport. I love how it's organized. I love how they have big screens that tell you exactly where everything is. I love how the plane train takes you from one set of gates to another. It seems very efficient. And I just love it that, that there are so many people that create this experience in the Atlanta airport that for me is logical. And I, I just find it to be an enjoyable experience. And as soon as I thought, I love the Atlanta airport, my friend said, I hate the Atlanta airport. We were having the exact same experience walking down the hallway of one of the gate areas in the Atlanta airport. And one of us was thinking one thing, I love the Atlanta airport. And the other was thinking the other thing, I hate the Atlanta airport. Now, I don't know what, why she hates the Atlanta airport. I think I asked her and she said that it's just busy and there's too many people and it's just difficult to get around. Those are all her thoughts about the Atlanta airport. I'm not saying they're wrong. They're just different thoughts than mine. Two people having the same experience, two different sets of thoughts. Knowing that your thoughts create your feelings is one of the most freeing things that I have ever learned. Knowing has helped me control my emotional life with my thinking. I am not at the mercy of my circumstances as much. I am not as much of a victim as I used to be because I have learned that I create that with my thoughts. It's so powerful. I can't tell you how powerful it is 
knowing that you can create your experience of any given situation just by changing your thoughts. Traditional therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, all of those kinds of therapy are also involved in this type of thing to think about your thinking. And it's a beautiful process. It's a beautiful work to do. When you start noticing your thoughts, do it without judgment. Like I said about the Atlanta airport, my thoughts weren't better than my friend's thoughts. They were just different. It's okay to hate the Atlanta airport. It's okay to love the Atlanta airport. It's okay to not care about the Atlanta airport, to have never been in the Atlanta airport. It's okay to have any thought you want about the Atlanta airport. You get to choose which thoughts are best for you. If you want to have the thought that you love the Atlanta airport and that makes you feel good, great. If you want to have the thought that you hate the Atlanta airport and that does something good for you, great. If you don't care about the Atlanta airport, that's fine. It's great. It doesn't matter. When you start noticing your thoughts without judging them, like I shouldn't be thinking this, this thought is causing me pain, all of that kind of thing. Just don't judge them. Just notice that they're there. And you can look at a thought and say, huh, I wonder why. I think that this is true. I wonder why. One of my coaching class cohort, Johnny Bevan, who is fantastic. He's a great coach. If you, if you are a policeman and you're in burnout, look up Johnny Bevan as a coach. He's amazing. He's British. And so of course he's even more amazing because he has that lovely accent. He said, thoughts are like cars on a motorway. Sounds much better when he says it. Thoughts, thoughts are like cars on a motorway. I'm probably butchering that but I can just notice them going by. There's just thoughts going by all the time. There are lots of them, especially at rush hour. And you know what your rush hour is. When something happens, it can become rush hour. When someone says something, it can become rush hour. If you're just laying there starting to go to sleep, you're probably not having it. Well, no, that's not true. I have a rush hour when I'm laying down to go to sleep. I have to calm my thoughts and my motorway down at night when I lay down and my brain just wants to think all the thoughts all the time. That's, that's the best rush hour, right? <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, that's rush hour. And you just notice, okay, this is what I'm thinking. And I wonder why. That's interesting. I wonder why. Thoughts are not facts. They are not circumstances. Some of them feel like facts, such as this stresses me out. That was wrong for him to say that. I am a failure. They are mean. She shouldn't do that. My child is prickly. I am unlucky. I am in debt. I am overweight. Now, some of those you're going to say, that's a circumstance. This stresses me out is not a circumstance. 
It is a thought. You are stressed because of what you're thinking about the situation. And you may want to keep those thoughts. It's fine to keep thoughts that serve you. It's fine to keep thoughts that benefit you. Don't get rid of the thoughts that are beneficial. If someone dies, you probably want to feel sad about it. If someone says something that is meant to be hurtful, you probably want to feel angry about it or defensive or whatever it is. If someone does something that is illegal, you probably want to have some negative feelings about that. Don't dismiss the thoughts that create negative feelings when they are beneficial to you. When you feel powerless and you think that you, you feel like there's, you could do something and that's your thought, I can do something about this and you go out and do something about it. It's not necessarily a negative feeling. It's just, and it's not necessarily a negative thought. Saying something like that was wrong of him to say, that's a thought that you might want to keep and then come back with, I will not be spoken to that way and walk away or whatever it is. I am a failure is not a fact. You can give me all kinds of evidence for that, but it doesn't make it true. In a court of law, we couldn't prove that you are a failure. We can say that you didn't achieve this yet, or you didn't do that yet, but none of those things makes you a failure. They are mean. You can't prove that in a court of law either because one person's mean is somebody else's neutral. She shouldn't do that. Maybe, but it's just a thought. It's not the truth. Even if everybody agrees, it's not a fact. It's just a thought. And maybe she shouldn't do that. But it's still just a thought. You might want to keep it. My child is prickly. My child is difficult. Just thoughts. They are just thoughts. I had a boss that I considered to be difficult. That was just a thought. We couldn't prove that he was difficult, even though all kinds of people agreed with me that he was difficult. When I started to question those thoughts that I had about him, I started to see him differently. When I started to notice, I think that he is difficult. I wonder why. And then I would notice how I was judging him and consider if I still wanted to do that. And in the end, I realized he was the perfect boss for me at the time. He taught me a lot about how to deal with people who I think are difficult, how to change my thoughts and give them a little bit more grace and myself a little bit more grace for what I'm thinking and what they're doing. 
I am unlucky. You know, you could be losing at every game of chance you ever played, but that does not make you unlucky. It just means the circumstances you didn't win. I am in debt. It's just a thought. To make it a circumstance, to make it neutral, make it completely factual. Get a spreadsheet. This is how much I owe. That's the fact. The fact is I owe X dollars to this company, that credit card, this mortgage, whatever it is. I am in debt is just a thought. I am overweight. Another thought. But there are height and weight charts. Yes. And there's somebody's thoughts about how things should be. What is overweight in the United States might be perfectly normal in Tonga. We don't know. What is underweight in Africa might be perfectly normal somewhere else. It's just a thought. Thoughts can be sneaky. They can take a situation and turn it into something good, bad, or somewhere in between. You can decide, you get to decide, how you are going to experience any circumstance by how you think about it. Now, thoughts can also be sneaky because some of them come, in fact, a lot of them come without our wanting them to even show up. And some of them create reactions in your body that are extreme and they feel really terrifying. Anxiety is one of those. I remember I had, I'd fallen off of my horse. Well, he, he, um, bucked me off. He was scared. He never did anything like that, but he was scared. And I came off and I hit a fence and um, they thought I'd broken my neck. Fortunately, I hadn't. But I got on him to go on a trail ride and he started getting antsy like he had when he was going to buck me off. And I started getting antsy and he started getting more antsy and I started getting more antsy. How I was thinking about it created this panic that sent me into a full-blown panic attack. Now, I was not cognizant of how it happened. It just came on so fast. There's another rush hour for you. It just came on so fast. My, my cognitive brain knew that it was unreasonable, but my panic brain had taken over. Now, I'm not saying when you're in that circumstance that you should change your thoughts because at that point, I don't know if there is a way. There may be some anxiety coaches out there that can help out with that. But I was not able to calm myself down. I was going back to the barn. I was just going to take the horse. It didn't matter. Someone else was able to calm me down. They took my horse. They put me on theirs. It was calm and easy. And I was able to calm down after having that panic attack. But it took a, it took a while. Thankfully, the other horse did not react to my panic like mine had. So you get to decide how you're going to experience any circumstance by how you're thinking about it. But sometimes in, 
in a circumstance like that, you aren't always able to control what you're thinking. And so don't beat yourself up for that. If you have panic disorder, if you have anxiety disorder, if you have depressive disorder, if you have some kind of a mental diagnosis, mental health diagnosis, don't beat yourself up because you're not causing your own problems, but you can think about it differently. Okay, I have anxiety, but it doesn't have me. I have depression, but it doesn't have me are a couple of ways that you can think about that. So I just wanted to put that caveat in there because those of you who do have a mental health diagnosis will sometimes beat up on yourself by saying, well, I should just change my thoughts and I will be better. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes you need some chemical balancing with pharmaceuticals and some therapy or coaching to get you to a safer place. So let's get back to those of us who do not have a diagnosis. You get to decide how you're going to experience any circumstance by how you think about it. Don't try to change the thoughts so that you feel good. When you start noticing thoughts that make you feel bad, just be curious about them. It's better to allow the discomfort of a feeling than to try to feel good all the time. When I first learned about this, I just thought, well, all I have to do is change my thoughts and I'll feel better. That's not necessarily the case. I don't want to feel better all the time. I don't want to feel good all the time because life isn't 100% good or even 80% good for anyone. It's about 50-50 for most of us. It's kind of like a roller coaster. There's ups and there's downs and we want that. I remember a guy that we used to go bike riding with would say, it's so much more fun to go bike riding with where there's hills because there's differences in terrain. Where he lives in Florida, it's flat. And he said, I have to pedal all the time. But it's really nice to go down a hill and not have to pedal and to just enjoy the ride down. It is more fun to have it 50-50. There's good and there's bad and they balance each other. I don't know if you've seen the movie Inside Out, but Joy tries to take over everything and pushes sadness away. And they get lost and are able to understand that they balance each other out because Joy realizes she's not complete without sadness to balance her out. How do you know what joy feels like when you keep sadness at a distance? The most powerful thing that you can do after noticing your thoughts is to learn to feel your feelings, to get really good at feeling the bad stuff, not pushing it away, not avoiding it, not reacting in negative ways to it, but to get really good at seeing it there and saying, ah, this is anger. This is hurt. This is whatever. To get really good at just allowing it to be there, understanding that it might come back. And it's the worst thing you can do is to have to feel a feeling. It's really good to get good at feeling those negative feelings. And even the ones that are positive, 
that feel uncomfortable. It's great to get good at feeling discomfort because discomfort is the price of growth. We'll talk more about feelings next month. So to wrap up, a thought is, a simple, is simply a sentence in your mind. It's just the way you're experiencing something. And knowing that your thoughts create your feelings can free you from some of the tyranny that your brain has been putting you through. And you can decide how you experience the world around you and the situations that you're in. It's a beautiful practice and I invite you to come with me and explore how to do it. I'll talk to you next week. Well, there you have it. If something piqued your interest, feel free to join me at happytobemecoaching.com. That's happy, the number two, the letter B, M-E, coaching.com. I'll see you next time. Thank you.